Man, it's scary to think how many people are getting their investment advice off Instagram. Buy this stock, right? Buy this crypto, right? You're at 7-Eleven. You're putting ketchup on your corn dog. And somebody walks in to buy a pack of bubble gum and a pack of smokes and leans over to you and go, hey, do you own Dogecoin? <laughs> you bought some Ethereum yet? You in the real estate market yet? Right? Are you investing in index funds? Like all those can be great in their own right. But have you done your own research? It's scary. It's like people are so lazy nowadays. They don't want to do any of their own research. They want to get all their own invest. They want to get all the investment advice from a blog or from Instagram or from LinkedIn or from a celebrity tweet. Man, if a celebrity is tweeting about something that you should invest in, chances are they got in at the bottom and they would love for you to get in at the top. Remember one thing about investing. Every time you're buying, somebody else is selling. So ask yourself, why are they selling? And why are you buying? Hey everybody, welcome back to Momentum Money Podcast. My name is Steve Holbrook and I'm super excited to be in the studio today talking about five investment strategies that have changed my life. Many of you know I built a large organization over the last 15 years in the investment industry. I have several hundred agents all across Canada and now in the US and I get hit up almost every single day. People ask me all the time, Steve, what's your philosophy on investing in real estate? Right? Lately, every day it's been, what do you, what's your thoughts on investing in cryptocurrency or mutual funds or index funds? Listen, I want to talk to you today from my personal standpoint on five investment strategies that have changed my life. I believe that before you decide to get into real estate or cryptocurrency or, or investing of any kind, you need strategies. So I'm going to give you my personal strategies that have worked for me over the last 15 years. This is my advice. This isn't advice from my company. This isn't advice from my parents. This is my personal experience of investing that I want to share with you. So just before we get started, if you have not subscribed to my channel yet, what are you waiting for? Right? What are you waiting for? Go and subscribe. If you enjoy this episode, share it. Give it some love. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify on podcasts, maybe it's time to subscribe, right? Maybe it's time to subscribe. And if you are a repeat offender and you are back by design, welcome back. We appreciate you and we love you. So I hope you're excited. You might want to get a notepad out. You might want to write some of this stuff down. Here we go. Let's get started. All right, here we go. Five investment strategies that have changed Steve Holbrook's life. Number one, start investing as early as possible. If I could go back, I would start investing as early as possible. I want to tell you something. Time in the market for me has meant way more than timing the market. You want to start investing as early as possible, as early as possible. If you understand compound interest, you'll understand that every few years, your money should be doubling. If you're getting a 10% rate of return, your money's going to double every seven years. It's called the rule of 72. If you take the rate of return you're getting on your investment and you divide into 72, that's how long it's going to take for your money to double. So if you're getting a 6% rate of return on your investments, your money is going to double about every 12 years. If you're getting a 1% rate of return, that's not great. Your money is going to double every 72 years. But here's the key. Everybody's so focused on timing the market. 
Everybody wants to get into the market at just the right time. I hear people all the time, I'm just waiting to get into the market. I'm just waiting to get into the real estate market. I'm just waiting to get into the crypto market. I'm waiting to get into the stock market. Regardless of what you're thinking about investing in, for me personally, time in the market is way more important than time in the market. I got three young kids. Actually, my wife and I have three young kids, three young kids. And I'm teaching them to invest at an early age because if you go back and you look at the charts, the charts will show you that if you can start investing early, generally speaking, you're going to end up with way more money in the long run. So my first secret for success around investing is you need to start saving money as early as possible. I don't care if you're 15 years old or 25 or 35 or 45, now's the best time. Now's the best time. And I know a lot of people complain about taxation. I got friends in California and they're like, Steve, it, it feels like 70% of my paychecks go to taxes. I got friends in Canada living in Ontario and it's nearly 60% of their paychecks go to the government. It's crazy. But you know what? There's something more powerful than taxation that's affecting us all. It's called procrastination. And the longer you procrastinate investing and saving money, the less money you're likely to have down the road. So my secret number one, start now. Because savings becomes a habit. You're so focused on which asset class and, and timing this and timing that. Get in the market and stay in the market. And as long as you're investing responsibly, you'll be better off long-term. My second secret to investing that has changed my life is the concept of dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging. What do I mean by that? And everybody wants to line up every February or every March. They go to the bank and they dump a lump sum of money in whatever they can afford at the end of the year. They look at their bank account. They see what's left after expenses. They haven't really had a game plan. Their accountant calls them and says, hey, throw 10 grand in your RSP or 401k. And then they invest that money. Man, dollar cost average. You should be saving money minimally on a monthly basis. I save money on a weekly basis. You want to know why? Few reasons. Number one, you set it and forget it. You set and forget it. 200 bucks a week, 300 bucks a week, 1,000 bucks a week, even 25 bucks a week. If you have money leaving your bank account every Friday, right, or even twice a month, first of all, you become, the, the habit of saving money starts to get ingrained in your brain. To go from 25 bucks a week to 100 bucks a week doesn't seem like that big of a difference. So you should be saving money on a monthly basis. But also dollar cost averaging, what it does is you end up buying as the markets are fluctuating. So, hey, when the markets are going up, great. We're dollar cost averaging. We're buying units. They're going up in value. But when the market drops, most people are freaking out. Can you imagine if you lump sum once a year in February and you ended up buying at the peak of the market and the market drops and you're freaking out? And then by next February, the market's up again and you're buying at the peak again. What if you were buying units monthly? What if you were investing monthly? I have proven to myself that by dollar cost averaging over time, I have earned way more interest and also the habit of saving money for me has been way more powerful by dollar cost averaging. You got to set it and you got to forget it. Set it and forget it. You know, I'm self-employed and I have an option to pay taxes at the end of the year. Well, I make too much money now. They make me pay quarterly, but I set money aside weekly to the government. Why? Not because I have to, because I want to get that money off my books 
get it out of my account, either into a separate account or give it to the government. People say, well, Steve, why would you give the government money early when you could be earning interest on it? I want to get ahead of the game. I don't want to be scrambling for my tax money at the end of the year or scrambling at the end of the quarter. I want to be setting it aside on a weekly basis. Set it and forget it. This is how I was able to get wealthy. This is how I was able to never get behind on taxes. This is how I was able to save thousands and now seven figures in savings because I the concept of dollar cost averaging. Set it aside on a monthly basis. You set it, and you forget it. That's my second tip. My third strategy for investing is make sure your risk tolerance is in line with your long-term needs. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're investing in an asset class and you expect it to be at a certain point in 10, 20, 30 years, you need to make sure that there's a possibility that it could be worth that. You know, I, I meet a lot of people in their 20s and 30s and they're saving money into a bank account. It's, it's earning less than 1%. And hey, if that's your strategy and that's your goal for that account, then fine. But there's a lot of people investing in things that aren't growing and they have this fantasy of that money being available for them in retirement. But when they start doing the math on how much interest they're getting and how much money they're saving, it's going to be nowhere close to what they need it to be in retirement. So if you're buying real estate or you're buying mutual funds, you're buying cryptocurrency, regardless of what you're investing in, you need to make sure that there's a possibility, a calculated possibility. Again, you need to invest within your risk tolerance and there's, there's always questionnaires for that. You need to make sure you do the, the right job of that, but you got to make sure that what you're investing in even gives you a shot to be able to retire. Because if you're investing in something that's not growing at all, or there's no possibility of it growing, there's a real risk there too. You can be too risky with things, and you can be not risky enough, and sometimes both of them can hurt you equally. You really need to make sure that what you're investing in has potential to get you to where you need to be 10, 20, 30 years out. Certainly, you're investing with a purpose. Certainly, there's a reason you're saving money. If you don't have a reason to save money, if you don't have clarity on why you're saving money, you're eventually going to pull that money out or you're going to do something crazy, off the chart, risky. You may risk it all. You might lose it. Or there's a chance you have no risk exposure at all. And the money doesn't grow. And the only person who wins there is the bank. They take your money at a low interest rate and they lend it back to you on your credit card. And they get to win the money game over and over again. So make sure you understand what you're investing in, what the risks are, right? You got to take just the right amount of risk to get you to where you need to go. Because if not, the definition of insanity, you do the same thing over and over and over again. You're expecting different results. And how many people do we know entering retirement in their 60s or 70s or 80s haven't saved nearly enough money? If they could go back, I guarantee you, they would do it different. That's my third strategy. My fourth investment strategy that has changed my life is understanding the tax environment that you're investing in. It's one thing to be saving money. It's one thing to be in line with your risk tolerance. It's one thing to be accumulating assets. But you don't get to keep everything you save. Depending on where that money is being saved, when you sell that asset, you may have to pay tax. So what, what's the tax bracket? Are you going to pay 50% tax 
When you withdraw it, you can pay 25% tax. Do you even know which tax environment you are investing in? There's lots of different tax environments. And I'm not an accountant. You need to do your own research. But some investments, when you cash them out, you're going to pay income tax to whatever level that means to you. Some investments you cash out, there'll be capital gains tax. There's some investments you make where every year there's a bit of a taxable disposition and that's going to erode your gains over time. There's some things you invest in where the tax is deferred, but there's a bomb on the back end. And there's other vehicles that you invest in with after-tax money, but there's no tax on the growth. Do you fully understand the tax implications of the asset that you're investing in? Before you all get hot and bothered with real estate or, again, hot and bothered investing in the market, you really need to understand when you go to withdraw that asset or you go to sell that asset, how much do you get to keep? It's not how much you gain. It's how much you get to keep. That's the game. You make it. They tax it. You spend it. They tax it. You die. They tax it. Taxation plays a huge role on how much money we get to keep. So my fourth tip is really understanding the tax environment that you're saving money in. I am dialed in to what all the tax implications of all my investments and all my asset class are going to mean to me and my family. Whether I live and withdraw it, if I die and it passes on, or my wife and I both die, it passes on to our kids. I'm very aware. I'm very aware what I'm worth alive and what I'm worth dead after taxation. But if you haven't taken the time to figure out taxation, there's a possibility you could work your entire life, try and save every dollar you can, be as frugal as you possibly can, only to end up in retirement and give half of it away to the government. You look back on that, you go, what the heck were we doing? You weren't paying attention to Steve's fourth pro tip on investing. And the last investment strategy that has changed my life is this. Never invest in anything from advice from somebody who has no idea what they're talking about. You should always do your own homework. You should always do your own research. Man, it's scary to think how many people are getting their investment advice off Instagram. Buy this stock, right? Buy this crypto, right? You're at 7-Eleven. You're putting ketchup on your corn dog. And somebody walks in to buy a pack of bubble gum and a pack of smokes and leans over to you and go, hey, do you own Dogecoin? You bought some Ethereum yet? You in the real estate market yet? Right? Are you investing in index funds? Like all those can be great in their own right. But have you done your own research? It's scary. It's like people are so lazy nowadays. They don't want to do any of their own research. They want to get all their own invest. They want to get all the investment advice from a blog or from Instagram or from LinkedIn or from a celebrity tweet. Man, if a celebrity is tweeting about something that you should invest in, chances are they got in at the bottom and they would love for you to get in at the top. Remember one thing about investing. Every time you're buying, somebody else is selling. So ask yourself, why are they selling? And why are you buying? You know, it was a couple of weeks ago, I was joking with my dad and man, I love my mom to death. My mom, I was, I was listening. My mom called my dad up and said, hey, Mal, have you heard of Dogecoin, right? Dogecoin? which is a cryptocurrency. And I turned to my dad and I said, oh boy, if my mom is asking about cryptocurrency, there must be a correction coming. But guess what? Guess what? When everybody's talking about things, when there's euphoria around, around a certain asset class and everybody's getting in, 
if you don't do your own research, you might be the last one holding the bag. I remember that in the real estate market around 2008 in Calgary, actually 2007, all the home prices were skyrocketing. All the equity was going up like 20, 30% a year. And I had a bunch of buddies that quit their jobs. They bought a bunch of rental properties and everybody was a real estate developer. Man, in 2007 in my city in Calgary, if you weren't in the oil and gas industry or you weren't a real estate developer, you were made to feel a little bit like a loser. But guess what happened? All the people that I know, they got in at the top of the real estate boom. They quit their job. They bought the properties at the peak. They went all in on something they had no idea about. And guess what happened in 2008? Bam. I know so many of my friends that lost everything. Upside down on their homes. Some of their loans got called. And guess what? It took them 10 years to recover. Just last week in the cryptocurrency market, there's a huge drop in the market. Guess what happened? Market dropped. There was a lot of people that were buying crypto on margin and a lot of loans got called. And I know some people, they got liquidated out of all their crypto assets. They lost everything, their life savings because they were borrowing to invest, which is risky in its own right, borrowing to invest in an asset class they knew nothing about on speculation. And the people that were telling them to get in had already got in several years ago. They already made their gains. People were getting in on euphoria. The market crashed. They lost everything. I'm not saying that crypto is not a good investment for you or that real estate is not a good investment for you. You got to do your own research. What I'm saying is stop taking your advice from Instagram and start doing your own work. And make sure that you have a game plan. You have a strategy for investing. What's your long-term game plan? And are you willing to take some risk? What's your worst case scenario? What's your long-term game plan? Are you saving money on a monthly basis? Or are you lazy and trying to hit a home run? And those five investment strategies for me over my investing career have saved me so many times. Now, don't get me wrong. I've gotten caught on each one of those five before. Luckily, I've never lost my life savings, right? I've never done anything so crazy that set my entire family back, but I know so many people that have gotten into so much trouble because they were the last one holding the bag. And just when that asset class, just as it was peaking, and it was just at the peak of the euphoria, and they were just getting in, didn't do their own research, didn't have a long-term outlook, didn't match their risk with their long-term, long-term plan, and bam, it dropped. And it's going to take them 15, 20 years to recover. One of my favorite quotes from Warren Buffett is this. You got to be fearful when people are greedy, and you got to be greedy when people are fearful. Think about it. Before you invest, you need to do your own research, and you need to decide, is that asset class in line with where you want to be? But investing can be fun. It can be amazing, and it can change your life if you invest the right amount of time before you invest your money. So I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys got some value to this. This fires me up, this topic. I love saving money. I love investing for the future. If you guys have any questions for me, make sure you put them in the comments. I appreciate you being here today on Momentum Monday Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody.